This podcast was recorded just after our odyssey with Jose began with the two games against West Ham and Olympiacos, but prior to our game against Bournemouth. Ian Wallace picks the story up from here. So, moving on. So, the next topic's Mourinho after two games. With our first away win since the 20th of January, Sim's 21st birthday, coincidentally, uh, followed by a job eventually well done to qualify for our Champions League group. Last night, even the most avid Poch lover and Mourinho loather would have to admit it's been a solid start to life under Jose. I mean, would, would, would we all agree? I mean, Pete, what do you think? What do you think the first two games well, I went under to, Mourinho? I went, I went to uh, the London Stadium on Saturday. I saw you on TV. Yeah, yeah. I I told the missus I was going shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Westfield shopping. (laughs) Yeah, no. um, I thought that we we had all the same defensive frailties showing in the last 20 minutes. And then we started the the game particularly well. but But I could see, like, he had a vision of putting bringing back Dyer into that position in a sort of dedicated role. I thought <coughs> Delhi looked re- revitalised. And, yeah, I thought, I thought and, and some, well, some was his usual sort of industrial self, but, but the, the main industrial self, but the main guy I thought was Delhi. I think he just looked like a different guy. Rejuvenated and, and also um, Aurier as well. I thought, you know, like his cross for the... Is it the second goal or the third? third? Third was like a peach, peach of a cross, and uh, and I, so he had. You could, you could just see almost like it felt like the uh, best times on the pot, and then the la- the second the second half felt like um, like the last days on the pot, you know, in the sense that the old defensive frailties sort of were showing there. So I, I guess you know. Jury's out for me on on Mourinho. I can see sort of uh, improvements, but I'm, I, he needs to sort that defence out. Yeah. You know. So. But the first, but the, it's been a solid. You know, if you give yeah, him yeah. Uh, marks out of ten, you give him. You know. And last night was like really like a game of classic <laughs> football cliche. A game of two halves mm-hmm. where they just didn't turn up. They didn't come out for the first yeah. half. I just, I just, something, something I was really impressed with last night. I don't know if anyone knows. I think you, you were at the game. You might not have saw it the on, on TV. Uh, that, not, 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 not the early substitution. But that was good. But it was more the fact that when we were two 0 down, do you remember he was shouting out to them, "Calm, calm." I did it about three times. I did six. spot that there was a calm, wayward right. pass, maybe from. I think it was. Was it Aurier over to Rose, and it went over his head and straight out, spot and on that, yeah. and it was getting yeah. Hugely frantic, and the fans were getting very, very restless. And you could see him just saying, "Just take a breath a second, you know." Yeah. I like that in him. And another thing I noticed, I'll throw it out there. I don't know if anyone else noticed. Was uh, I mean, I don't know if you noticed this, Casper, watching the game Saturday. Was him in the tunnel at the for the West Ham game? He sort he seemed to be geeing up the players. He seemed to be close to them. Did you did you notice that in the tunnel beforehand? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did anyone notice I that? I noticed that on the telly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he I was like geeing them up, and he, he was going over to the West Ham fans, the West Ham players as well, and sort of shaking their hands. Is it like getting into her head? And I sort of like, is he is he is he a real gamesmanship? Would Poch do that? Is Poch too nice a guy? Have we got a guy? I like those little things, the little changes. The the uh, the lad who sits next to me last night pointed out that. Most of his time, um, Marino stands just outside the technical area. It's like yeah. he's just trying to just provoke them a little bit. You know, you've got this big box and he always stands just ever so slightly in front of it. And those, yeah, I think he, he is a master of those, little you know, little marginal gains yeah. and those kind of things that's getting to people's heads. And, yeah. you know, the first thing I kind of said when he came to us, because obviously a lot of people aren't happy about it and a lot of people you know hate him in football but if people start to hate us a little bit and we're winning I don't really I don't really mind that we've had the nicest guy in football yeah you know most popular one of the most popular people in football in charge for five years and we don't really have many players which are you know hated by other clubs other than you know Kane for being better than anything they've got mm. um, so I you know I kind of slightly like some of that stuff and yeah. you know it kind of you know that that siege mentality thing he gradually brings in of, yeah. and, and I think by looking you know what people some, some of the players being transformed he's maybe gotten a few of their heads as well you know and because his first was his first announcement you know I don't I don't need any new players you know I've got you know early on about there's still life in this squad yet he, say, he says all the right things as well. So we'll come on to him being a master of <laughs> PR later. But Casper, um, being 11 years old, have you sort of noticed what the big difference, say, in our style of play in the first couple of games? Um, what part is it? What, what have, you, have you noticed anything in the first two games, like a different style of play under, under Marino? Uh, yeah, um, playing longer from the back because like when we were... Uh, playing for Poch, it was it was all very uh, passing confined spaces at the back, but um, uh, last night and on Saturday, you could see we were playing longer and trying to get it to Delhi, Son, Lucas, and Kane. I was already saying that. <laughs> um, front four. Yeah, yeah, the front four. Um, but yeah, I think the. We we we've changed our style of play, which is which is good because I think uh, other teams adapted to our style of play, and for for a long time, um, obviously Poch playing the same the same uh, uh, style of play for a few years, and teams got used to that and sort of came onto us because they knew we were we were gonna play it around the back and in, in in a confined space because you saw sometimes especially in the Southampton game um, at uh, White Hart Lane this season when we were playing it um, around the back really riskily and then that, that led to a goal and I think other teams felt that and they, they did press us really hard and for for, to change that sort of go a bit longer and instead of trying to just keep the ball getting closer and closer to, to the goal I think is really good 
Yeah, I agree. That's really good. Sim, what, what's your sort of thoughts on the the first two games? Yeah, well, I didn't really, I didn't notice what you said about the tunnel, um, and like uh, particularly the thing about going on to the West Ham players as well. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it kind of brings together two little adages um, in football. One of them is Spurs one, and one just a general football one. Um, so the first one is the Spursy thing, and the kind of like we've never really. Apart from apart from possibly recently when we've had a really good team, we've never had a fear factor, particularly. And also um, being beaten in the tunnel as well was the other adage. And I feel I felt like I felt that whole week from the moment Pochettino, like maybe even after he after he'd gone. I mean, it, um, not so much after he'd gone because we didn't know he'd be in charge. But from the moment Mourinho got was appointed, it seemed like West Ham from just West Ham fans that I know and kind of like. West Ham people talking about I, I, it seemed like they were beaten mm. on that day because they're playing as badly as they are and yeah. it's just it felt maybe that's like that's like a little edge that we've that we've yeah. lacked someone with someone like Mourinho yeah um, I've heard from Arsenal yeah. fans actually saying that they're a bit gutted that sort of <clears throat> we pulled the, we've pulled the trigger first and so Mourinho yeah. you know it's as if Levy's done a because they missed out on Klopp didn't they um, they feel like they should have got rid of Wenger uh, a couple of years earlier than they did, and okay. then they could have got Klopp, and that's that would have possibly changed everything for them. Curiously, they would they would have pots as well. A lot of Arsenal fans have been coming on the radio saying we'd have pots. I think yeah. they all have, them, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what did you think about the first two games? Yeah, so the so the style of play, I, I thought there was just more clarity in our game, mm-hmm. um, and we just he, he was playing. It was it was horses for courses. It wasn't any of it wasn't. Pochettino have been messing about maybe with the bat threes and the team selections recently and all that. Um, I just feel like we were always at our best when we were playing four two three one, um, kind of like the sitting midfielder. It was dire on on Saturday, and I think under Potts we were better off. We were even better the next season. I died him in the fifteen sixteen season. The, the season after that, when we brought Wanyama in, yeah. and we were even better. But we always had we we always had the two guys sitting back. One of them a bit more higher up, and then you kind of got the four, the front four, if you will, who. And who can hurt you? Yeah. And it doesn't matter how what the style of play is. Um, if Mourinho's maybe going to be more defensive or just look to give us a, a more solid base to go from. If you've got good players at the top end of the pitch, you're going to play good football. It's and we just looked like we had more clarity in our game, and we were kind of playing. We were playing the players that were suited to our squad. Can I, can I just throw this out there as well? I mean, this is just my thought. I mean, yeah, he's been called like a lucky manager, isn't he, sometimes? Yeah, but yeah. I, I think we were lucky in both in the first two games. We, first of all, we were lucky to come up against a team like West Ham who were absolutely shocking. They were dreadful. I mean, it's their biggest game of the season. Even the, even the crowds <laughs> didn't seem up for it. But the, I mean, Mark Noble <coughs> normally plays like... Well, he, he in the too bad, actually. I, I don't know. He was, he okay. was, their second goal was him recycling the ball and... But, 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 but to, to my point, maybe lucky manager, I thought we were lucky to play a team like them at that point. And then and it gets Olympiacos, we were 2-0 down and they had that free kick. We could have been 3-0 down. You know, yeah. is he a lucky manager or am I am I being a bit harsh on him? I think we've been lucky in the first couple. Or he's had good circumstances. And as Matt said earlier on, suddenly he's coming on. We've got Bournemouth at home. We could win that game. And then we've got, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Champions League so after that. Is he a lucky manager? I don't know. Have we been lucky the first two games? Well, there's that there's that stat that he's won more trophies than us. Yes. Oh, so 
Uh, I you know I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's that lucky. I mean, last night we had some good fortune. I mean that air shot. I mean, would they may have even got booed off at half time, and then that air shot happens. It's two one, and suddenly you're back in it. And I spoke to my mate I went with last night, and both of us at half time were like, "We'll win this." Two weeks ago, we probably wouldn't have said that to yeah. be honest. Um, and then second half, you know, we get we get the equaliser straight away. Bit of luck with you know. I thought I thought more of a fan uh, fouled the um, yeah. you know the sliding tackle came from about ten yards away. Yeah. Um, but and then it was it was only kind of going one way really. And I think you know he's playing in a classic Marino style. He's got one fullback playing higher up than the other. Um, he's got his screening, you know, defensive midfielder, and he's got a bit of pace out wide either side of the main striker. You know, it's all a bit, you know, maybe Chelsea two thousand and six in that mm-hmm. way, yeah. but it seems to have worked. And you know, in the, in the short term, I suppose he's doing what he knows. But I'm quite quite intrigued to see what his new backroom staff bring, and he's you know he's yeah. brought in some kind of. Highly fancied people yeah. in the game, and some student of the game who yeah. studied with football in Wales. Apparently, studied in Uni of Glamorgan. Apparently, and you know he's only thirty-one or something. Yeah. Assistant manager. So, so this is a lot of him. This this guy. I think you sent me uh, the link to it, Pete. Oh, yeah, the story. Yeah. Do you think he sees master, a lot of himself? Master, master tactician. Yeah. You think? Do you think he sees a lot of himself in this um, this youngster there? Because he never played Mourinho Casper never played football at a high level but he himself was taken under the wing of uh, Bobby Robson when he yeah. was uh, coming he was an interpreter it. originally yeah, wasn't yeah. he yeah. that's what they also said about AVB though they yeah. ended up really falling out <laughs> didn't they then too yeah he did mm-hmm. right, another one yeah. that both of us have had yeah. but, but when asked to your luck you know you made the point yeah. of luck Lucky, is he a lucky manager well there's the saying like the harder I work the luckier I get mm-hmm. so isn't it it's like you, you make your own luck okay? yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm just not personally, you know. I think the first two games have been brilliant, you know, and you can't ask for anything more. But, you know, the first 25 minutes last night, um, I mean, I love the fact, I don't know, you, you, you've never seen that before, a substitute, have you, Casper? No. You've never, seen, never ever seen someone substitute you so early. It's, it's, that's, that's an admission that it wasn't working. I've sometimes mm. wanted it to happen. Yeah. But it's just never happened. But most managers, he's really clinical. He's yeah. like, you know, they say he's a winner. And yeah. signature and that's what move. I think we need it because sort of players um, last year and the year before, they knew that they were going to play. There wasn't there wasn't much competition, and they they knew that they weren't going to get subbed off before half time, yeah. or probably until the sixtieth minute or whatever. Yeah. But I think it gives them an urge to uh, play well. Whatever minute of yeah. what, whatever part of the game, totally whatever agree. the score is. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Dyer was particularly dreadful last night, but just the way I loved the way he sort of changed it suddenly. I mean, that would never. Mm-hmm. Under. Daddy said any of us could have been taken off at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which I thought was a valid. Winksy was having a terrible time. The defence yeah. was all over the place. Rose was dreadful. It could have been. But the admission, yeah. the admission of uh, someone saying, you know. Oh, I think I've got it wrong, the setup wrong. Well, it was kind of one of the things which caught attention when he first came over here with Chelsea. He was, he became, you know, Casper, you won't remember this, but he, he kind of was slightly famed for sometimes at half time he'd bring three new players on. Mm. He'd use all his subs in one well, go. Funnily enough, does, does any, it's probably because I was quite young at the time, you're a bit of a sponge at that time, you remember things. But um, does anyone remember a game at the bridge 
where we were three one up after about half an hour. It was in the net. It was it was an FA Cup tie. Yeah. We, were, we shockingly went three one up at Stamford Bridge, and I vividly remember. I'm looking at the match report now, and I vividly remember a player coming off at like as soon as we scored the third goal, and a bit like Casper said, he he couldn't he couldn't believe. Yeah. that he was seeing someone get subbed at that point. And I'm looking at it now, and I don't know who came off, but Sean Wright Phillips came on in the 34th minute <laughs> that in that game. That's unbelievable. And it's, yeah, so it's, yeah. It, so uh, Matt, um, it probably is his, his signature move. We, yeah. We've seen him do it before. I don't know of any other manager who does that though. Does anyone else around the table? I don't I think, think so. It's not, I'm not aware of any. Frankie might have done it. You know, if it's just like, really, it's just saying, well, this isn't working, I'm going to do this. And that's kind of like a brave, but apart, honest in the same yeah, way. Apart from Loveman a couple of years ago at Spurs, that oh, was uh, oh my word. that was oh, a, yeah, yeah, that was, was a glorious twenty-three minutes for yeah. any footballer. He was getting a toasting. <laughs> yeah, by Kane, he was. Yeah, um, but what, what what players in the first two games? We've touched on it a little bit. I mean, we talked about Delhi being. Um, really sort of energised I actually think Ericsson last night I think when he came on he gave the ball away but I think he was more confident he tried to do things I don't know if you guys thought that I, I think Ericsson you know I'm a big fan anyway but he's been dire for like you know, the past couple of months but I do think last night I sort of saw him trying crosses quicker moving the ball quicker trying you know, not, not playing the safe pass anyone else noticed Ericsson last night Sim do you notice that? Um, well he's, he is best off, off the cuff isn't he? When yeah. he's kind of like maybe not thinking about it too much and doing it more instinctively, but yeah, he—he, he, I mean, you can only you only have to look at the way the way the game changed when he came on yesterday, um, brought it back and won the game. So yeah, I was I was, you just you just hope that he could even if it's just for just for that last six months, you just hope that he could get the best out of him and or maybe not even the best, just just have him as a useful member of the squad. Yeah, and then say you've given us. Well, at that point, it'll be seven, seven great years. Mm. Uh, hopefully, won something by the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. But you know, we spent eleven million on him. We he's given us great service. He's been instrumental. We'll get us in the Champions League. So just as if he could just if he could just contribute something till the end of the season, a bit like he did last night, then then we will be a better team for it. Yeah. And what does anyone notice today, um, Pete? Did you notice Lucas Mora's comments about? Um, I don't know if anyone saw it. Have you seen it today? I didn't see what it. What have you seen, seen it, yeah. yeah, I saw him this evening. He said something about Potter was playing him as a nine and it wasn't his his yeah. best position. You know, and Moore doesn't seem the type of individual who would kind of come out and say anything bad about anyone, yeah. to be honest. Uh, but he, yeah, I saw him say that today and apparently Marino has tried to buy him in the past. Yeah. Uh, he said he likes playing out wide, Pete. Yeah, big, yeah, and I think it best. worked. Yeah. You've got that pace with Son on the left and Mora on the right, and with Harry as like a focal point. I think that worked. Because like we were saying for ages that we don't have pace in our side, we were relying on the fullbacks for pace. Now, we, you know, having that front four coming at you looks very frightening. No, I don't think he is a, a number nine. I think he's kind of like. One that's going to run the channels and. But it was interesting that he. The, it was interesting. Didn't see the comment, yeah, it's interesting that he came out with it, and then Casper, yeah. you told me something earlier on that he came out, had another quote. Mora did. Oh, I don't know if it was uh, towards the end of last season, or I think it might have been after Poch got sacked. But he said um, after the Champions League final, it, the, his relationship with Poch sort of died out a bit. So it's understandable, oh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'd never heard that though. It's interesting. Because yeah. of obviously not starting yeah. after 
He's one of the ones you've kind of seen a bit of an attitudinal change. I noticed when we were really, really struggling last night, about 35 minutes, Moore seemed to be the one dropping back even further than that. I mean, sometimes he was picking up the ball from Alderweireld and was just spinning and having a go at people and trying to make... And not necessarily the right thing to do, but you could see there was no kind of I'm going to hang out here and hide away type of thing. He seemed to have the bit between his teeth to want to make something to happen, which is, you know, you can't ask for any more, really. Yeah, I agree. So I noticed there was a stat as well that Kane ran more in the West Ham game than he had... All season, or was it, was it something along that line? I, I haven't seen yeah. it, but I was when I was yeah. wondering that. It yeah. just seems that he just seems to be everywhere, and I think he's got that. I think he's been trying to play as a deep lying forward for quite a while, but we maybe haven't been set up to. But now you've got two pacey men either side of you. It lets yeah. him yeah. get closer to to Delhi, and there was a lot of link play between the two it's of them last it. night. I felt. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if if people are. Moving more, you know. Maybe yeah. Ericsson can get back to being the highest running player in the league. Who knows? Be. He was. He had amazing stats, didn't he? Yeah. Some great stats. So, I think we're all in agreement that after two games, you know, he's, he's done okay. I think he's lucky, but no one's sort of agreeing with me. But I, I, I think if we've seen a change. I think we're all in agreement we've seen a change. And it's positive, And we've got some game winnable games coming up. So, that brings on to the next topic and the final topic. What happens next? So, unsurprisingly, we're all of the opinion that the ne- this next period will be absolutely fascinating. But how long will that period be before Jose either achieves it all with us and walks away a legend or just completely self-destructs again like he has done in his last two jobs? So, what do we think? I think the question is, and I'll throw it out to Pete first, how do you see the rest of the season panning out for us? Well, yeah, it's, it feels like... Well, first to say about... Jose and Levy, it feels like there's a little bit of a marriage of a convenience going on there in the sense that uh, mm-hmm. we've got to have like these naming rights sorted out. There's this um, situation where we can't really afford to finish outside the, the top four, the business side of it. And so there's a little bit of like uh, another agenda going on there with the appointment of Jose. Uh, having said that, you know, you've seen, we've seen some improvement, you know, in, 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 in the overall emergence of uh, players' form, so I think I think in in in, in moving forward, I say, although it's a marriage of convenience, I think well, a successful season would probably be maybe win one of the cups and a top four finish. I would call that a successful season, and I don't think it's beyond beyond us. Um, Leicester and Chelsea are going to take some catching. But I think I think I think it's unachievable. Okay. Uh, and do you how, yeah. how do you think um, Jose will? How do you think he will be? You know, will he will he be angry? Will he be this humble one he says he is, or is this just a facade at the moment? I think he's just a master at playing games with the media and stuff. You know, he's just has these little. I mean, I was at the West Ham game on Saturday, and I noticed he hung around. And I mean, Delhi went over to the fans, but he hung around long enough for them little faction of the fans to start singing his name. At which point, he looked really sheepish, you know, like, oh, I don't deserve this. So he's got, he, he plays these sort of little. I games. feel a bit dirty singing his name, I think. Yeah. At the yeah, moment. And, uh, Not so, there, yeah. I, mean, I think a, a friend of mine sort of used the analogy about 
With the, just going back to cross things, he, he, he says he, he feels like he's been chucked by a girlfriend who he still quite fancies. <laughs> that, that was the analogy. He did. But, I like um, that. But, 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 go, but, go. but moving forward, um, uh, sorry, what was the... About how, how do you think uh, Jose's behaviour will be? You know, you see, you're sort of saying it's a marriage convenience. Do you think he'll be on his best behaviour, or do you think he's just something? Might... Initially, but he te- tends to have a two to three year cycle, after which it kind of tends to kind of implode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we've got the charming kind of Jose now. Um, what we don't want him to do is to trans to to to. to change into the marina we saw in the last few days at Man United yeah. I hope we don't see that I think he's not he's a smart guy I think he will have learned a he lot. says he's learned he's he? had a few yeah. you know a bit of time out and he's come back yeah. and I think he, he knows the, the sort of things that are going to rub people up the wrong way I, I, I'm hoping that he doesn't change into the uh, dour kind yeah. of miserable guy that we saw the mo- in Jose, the Jose as me and Casper call him Monerino and so he's yeah. like that but Matt go, going to to Pete's point about a PR masterclass from you being in the business of PR has he just not put a foot wrong oh, it's uh, it's incredible he's, I said to my team today he's better at his job than all of us <laughs> put together I mean I thought I mean there's so many examples of it already the last night post-match press conference you've been in this roller coaster game you're getting interviewed in the tunnel first thing he does is apologise to Eric Dyer and says I apologised to him in the tunnel at half-time. So Dyer, who lots of people are identifying as being a key player, he puts his arm around him. The day before, he's talked about Sissoko, saying he's probably not going to play. He brings Sissoko on at exactly the right time, and he kind of had a physical presence. Uh, He just does so... You know, what Pete said about at West Ham just lingered around long enough at the end <laughs> so the fans notice him he's there to you know shake Delhi and Kane's hands what he did with you know are you Delhi Ali's brother yeah you know he's told everyone he said that yeah before we've even played a game and if you, if you <laughs> notice is, is um, me and Casper watched the, the there was a seven minute training session on the, on the website do you notice how he's ruffling their hair a little bit and very just hands on, very hands on. Yeah, he's yeah. just done kind of a charm offensive, but he is pro all the players. He gives the media something, something Wenger was always very good at. Every press conference, if you just give them, give them a story, and then no one bothers the players, and he will increasingly make it about him, and just kind of keep the players away from it almost. You know, every, Harry Kane's just scored, what, three goals in two games. Um, I haven't really seen anyone speaking about Kane. He's got some Champions League record first to 20 goals last night. It's all about Marino. And he, one, has a massive ego and likes it. But two, he does it deliberately. You know, it kind of brings the focus to him. And there was someone said that, that that training session had a million views or something. Since when did a Spurs training session get a million views? You know, he's he's just it's an absolute masterclass so far and, and every little thing he's done, whether it's with Delhi, Sissoko, Ericsson. The ball you know, boy. Yeah. The ball boy. You know, saying about Ericsson, basically saying Ericsson's kind of turned down the offer of a deal. 
So who's the player he brings on after 35 minutes? Ericsson, and who, who you know, struggled to start with, but then had a decent second half. And you're just kind of like, he's he's almost getting at every player. And I don't know what he said to Serge Aurier, because this looks like he's had a brain implant or something. It's yeah. it's astonishing I mean, we, he's a different we, footballer. We talk a lot on here about Serge Aurier. <laughs> he's exquisite. Oh, oh beautiful! Controlled finish. Yeah, into yeah. the bottom corner. About a year ago, that's yeah. going into whatever stand. That that, that yeah. might have hit. It, yeah. might, might have hit our house. Like but you wouldn't have like even made contact. Yeah, exactly. ball, and the ball just fizzed. And yeah, it was so satisfying to watch. The only sadness with it is because Tissoka had been brought on. As when it came over, and you just saw someone flash at it, and you thought. The right midfielder scored, and everyone generally thought Sissoko had hit it at first, and then it's like, oh no, it's RVA. <laughs> and Sissoko stood at right back 20 yards behind him, of course. Yeah. I, I had a really funny com- conversation, she's talking of Sissoko at right back, a really funny conversation with uh, one of my friends, Bob Jordan, who's a big listener of this. I mentioned to him on Saturday during the game, I, I really like the idea of Sissoko playing at right back, and he retorted, I really like the idea of Sissoko being on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a great retort. I, 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 can, see, I can see Sissoko yeah, right back. Me too. It has Maybe. to be there for when Oreo goes walkabout. Well, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> but but going, going back, Matt, so he's done the PR Masterclass, but how do you see sort of the rest of the season panning out? Do you, do you what, what's a success and what's a failure? Um, well, first of all, I don't want any more games like last night because your heart can't really take it. And, uh, you know, we've had two... 11 goals everyone says he's a boring manager um, I hope I, first thing I want to say is just kind of sorted out the back and the the Ben Davis injury is a, a disappointment because I think he you know he, he definitely saw a role for him but he might fast track Sessignon because Rose is probably the one player who doesn't seem to have had any kind of response to it um, but hopefully he can tighten us up at the back uh, you know maybe Vertonghen will play left back something like that quite possibly Um but yeah, I think we've got to target success. Is that fourth Champions League spot, isn't it? You know, I think I think Leicester are a damn good team now, but probably haven't got great strength in depth, and will probably have a wobble. I expect Chelsea to have a wobble. You know, they've done really well, but I'm not entirely sure they're sustained. So we've got. I think the other two, it's fair to say, are probably long gone. Yeah. Uh, but it's that Champions League place, and yeah, let's have let's have a cup. I'd love us to have a. A bash, you know. I was at the cup final in '91, and I didn't think, you know, too, at this yeah. age, I'd be still waiting for the next one. Yeah. So that would be that would be good, and you know, who knows? Is, you, can is, you imagine him winning the Champions League in his first year? It is a very Marino thing to do. What? I, I, I forgot about that. If even if the idea, we could actually. <laughs> you know, Simpson. It's a shame we're not in the league cup because we'd probably win that. Yeah, it's a shame. Even yeah. coaches are on big. The thing is, with, with teams like. Leicester and Sheffield United, lower teams that are higher in the table during the season, they're going to get injuries and they they don't have uh, the depth in their yeah. squad to hold their positions in the league. Yeah, and suspensions start to hit. I mean, their squad is very strong, I'd say. Yeah, if something yeah. happens to Vardy, I think Leicester could, yeah. wheels could slightly come Because Madison yeah. needs Vardy and, yeah. Yeah. and Abraham's as well. I mean, yeah. is, is Giroud still at? Yeah. Chelsea. Thank you. The non-goal scoring striker. Yeah. But I don't think he could, could. If Tammy Abraham gets a long-term injury, could is yeah. is he too old for? Uh, yeah, to lead that team. Yeah. 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 They'll have a dip. I yeah. think, yeah. I think they're both the young players. Yeah. They have a dip. I think they're the vulnerable one at the top four. I think yeah. actually Leicester have 
because they're not in Europe, I think they'll actually be all right. I think they'll, they'll sustain it unless yeah. they get, like you say, a, a really serious injury. But I think actually Chelsea are the most catchable out, yeah. of, yeah. out of that group. And the other good team are Wolves, who uh, yeah, they are. who will probably have a good go at the Europa League, yeah. I should imagine, because they're a decent side. Sim, what, what do you, do you think he'll buy in January? Do you think he'll um, be allowed to buy, and do you think he will buy? Uh, I think he's he's a canny guy. I think he would have he would have had those discussions um, upon kind of taking the job. And it's if it's it would be a really it would be great to be a fly on the wall during those discussions. I think it would have been absolutely fascinating to just hear like the the negotiations between him and Levy because they they both know they both know what they want. They're both very 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 powerful men. And I think, I think they, I think he would have, he would have, they would have come to some kind of compromise whereby he, Levy probably would have, would have agreed that he would back him to a certain degree during during January. I think I think you'll see maybe one or two players come in. Is it the? But, I think he does want Abala to come yeah. in. I think he's he okay. really likes Abala, but I think I think he'll stay after Abala's goal yesterday in the Champions League, and then. I think I don't think he's been playing too badly for Juventus. Okay. I don't think he'll want to leave. I don't know where we play him, but I'd love to have him. Yeah. He's, he's a wonderful he's footballer. Really I think the Ericsson question is the kind of key one. If I mean, we'd only probably get thirty million for Ericsson now, but does that buy us a defender? Possibly. Um, you know, I can't. I can't see many ins and outs. But yeah, I think it's right. That's. There's probably something in it, you know. Where I know Fernandez has signed a new contract today, oh, apparently, okay. but I don't think that changes anything no, there. And he's still is it Bruno Fernandez? Yeah, the Portuguese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what about isn't um, Jose's agent a super agent? So we already have a way in. Is it George George mm-hmm. Mendes? Oh, the Wolves. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he's a super agent though, isn't he? So possibly will we get a way in with these superstars he's now? Rodriguez okay. and most of the Wolves players. That's why um, Hamas Rodriguez was linked with Wolves a, okay. few, a few years back. Okay, so Casper, for you, do you think he'll buy in January? Um, and, who, and who would you buy? I think he wants to buy in January, but I don't think he'll, he'll be allowed to buy as he would, he would much like to. But I think he will... Uh, first of all, I think he'll sign uh, Lo Celso. Um, and then I think I think he'll try and sign Bruno Fernandes but I don't, don't quite think yep. that will happen in January but I think it might happen in the summer I think he'll also try for Dybala I think uh, he'll, he'll he'll try it because maybe having Poch he, he wasn't as much as a sort of like Jose Marino is much well known for winning trophies and maybe that could urge Dybala a bit more than maybe just having an Argentinian coach. That was probably one of the main reasons why he would even think about mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. But I think because Jose Mourinho, he's, he's a big name, mm-hmm. I think that could uh, bring in uh, or attract some some more big big name players. Yeah. But in January, do you think though, or do you think he just possibly might tweak it a little bit and... I don't. I don't. Mm, I think he'll look at a lot of players, and I think he'll. He might go in for some offers, but I don't think he'll go that big. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. 
And um, if for me, uh, I think is is sorry, I think failure possibly is failure not getting into the top four, given where we are at the moment, moment and where everyone is. I mean, is is like a good Champions League run, a little bit of an FA Cup, you know, glimpse of getting near there. Is that is it just a is it for me? Is it just a season of us just getting back up there and? Or do you think we've to Pete's point, we've just got to go for it, and there's no, you know, there's no sort of, you know, being no, under under expectations. I don't think they can afford to be. Well, I know you, mm-hmm. you say Man United couldn't afford to Arsenal that they finished outside the top four, and I think that's part of the business model to finish in that. That's why he that will have been his remit. He get us back into the top four. Yeah. But do you think do you think Spurs just throwing this out there again? Do you think Spurs are a perfect size for Jose? Is there you know there is expectation, but not say like a United and a Madrid. Do you think you know he can over deliver here? Yes, we're a big club, we're a huge club, you know, wonderful stadium thing. But you know, if we won the FA Cup and done well in Europe this year, we'd be put pretty much happy. But you know. Are we a perfect fit at the moment for for Jose? Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really good point. I think um, you know where we are currently. You know we need, Pete said earlier on that kind of regular Champions League each year. We've got better virtually every season in it, and now it's kind of establishing ourselves kind of financially and at that level. You know we've got suddenly Amazon are making documentaries about us and yeah. that type of thing. Um, I think it's it's kind of yeah, a match made in heaven in that way about establishing the club at a a certain level, um, and you know it suits his it suits his ego and him kind of being the face of it. So uh, you know as long as we finish fourth, I think everyone concerned will probably be you know think job well done considering us being fourteenth, fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Although. Uh, if we do finish outside the Champions League places, you know Marino will want to win the Europa League next year. And we we, we did a we did a straw poll last time of uh, you know this must be the last podcast of um, if we felt we were going to finish in the top four. Um, I don't know if you can remember what you said, Casper. Did you say you think we would finish in the top four? I think you said no. Yeah. I definitely said no. Sim, I think I said I thought we would. Yes. That was before Chelsea sort of picked up under Lampard and before Leicester. And what do you think there. now? Um, I'm gonna, s- I'm gonna say yes again because I think the best. I mean, if everything, but if I think we'll win the next the next two games against Bournemouth and, and Burnley, and after that, I think you could possibly you could possibly see us see us going on a surge because we always get the you always get the new manager bounce, don't you? Yeah. And, and I mean. Just the confidence will the confidence of the team will, will grow and so you obviously if we're winning games then we'll we'll be doing but what's but what worried me was the difference when we went behind yesterday. When we went 2-0 behind yesterday and it was suddenly like, oh no, the the reality is kind of setting in and the same problems are still there. And if we hadn't turned that around and, and won that game the way we did last night and such a good second half performance, then we'd be sitting here completely different. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's that's the worrying thing. I think if we, I think if we win the next couple of games, I think that's the momentum that we need to push forward. And then it'll be interesting to see how we, how how it goes at Old Trafford because yeah. that's that's sort of like the traditional Mourinho goes to a big goes to a big side and gets a result. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if he. You've seen in the past mm-hmm. he's sometimes kind of played for a draw in a game like that, and I don't think that's something that. 
the Spurs fans would particularly. I don't think the team are capable of doing it. No, either. Right. Yeah. Especially against that United as well. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you, so Casper, you think no for top four? Like that you've, you've you've said no twice. So before Poch yeah. and after Poch. It really so, depends in the in the next few games against probably hmm. uh, Bournemouth, Burnley, Wolves, Man United, and Chelsea. Yeah. I think if we can maybe lose, maybe lose, maybe one, or and then get. At least maybe six points, nine points, maybe, and then maybe a draw. That won't actually be too bad of a, a few results. Maybe I think we, if we, if we do have those run of results, I think we might just miss out on it. Okay. I just can't see us getting fitting in top four with not only Leicester, um, Wolves, even even challenging for the Europa League. I just can't see us fitting in the top four right now. I agree. Pete, what's your thoughts? Last time you said, I can't no, remember. I think last time. I think you said based, yes. Based on the way things, no, based on the way things were going, I said mid-table. You did, you <laughs> best, right. I thought yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to say yes. You know, I think we can. And the reason for it is like, what is it, nine points between us and the fourth place team? I think it's about nine points. I mean, that's like, that's three wins, isn't it? I think that Chelsea will have a dip. I think that, you know, the only thing is about Leicester is that, like I think uh, some pointed out, they don't have the distraction of Europe. So they're playing like once a week, aren't they? So that's the only thing. I think, I, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, yes. I'm gonna think, I mean, that, which is a real big change from what I said, but just based on what was going on the last time you asked me this question. I that's, that's really interesting you say yeah. that, Pete, because I, you know, so I'm t- I'm with the bounce and I think the, the momentum, I think we can, you know. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was just saying, it's, it's interesting you sort of say that you felt it was mid-table last time, but then you, you know, me and you would have still kept with Poch and I'm totally with you. I, I, I thought we were going to be finished about eighth or ninth, but I would never have got far. I'd never have sacked Poch, but so it's interesting. You're, you've got lots of positivity now, which is, yeah, I, I just think the guys uh, potentially can turn it around. Mm-hmm. Your, your your big kind of thing is is always kind of the fact that we don't win trophies. Yeah, and he's uh, a serial winner. The guy is like, mm-hmm. but it is a case of win at all costs. He's got a win at all costs. Do you, kind of do you think we would have won a trophy if Pochettino would? Yeah, because the first thing is that he takes the FA Cup seriously and he takes the domestic cup seriously which Poch never really did but if Poch still not been backed with the players that he, if we hadn't skipped two chance of windows do you think he would have do you think he would have yeah because he would have been able to refresh the squad and he mm. would have moved those players on and it wouldn't have got stale in the way that and this mm. is the answer to my question that I asked who's to blame for it going stale you know and I think mm. really I don't know what kind of monetary um, cost it's been to to get rid of Poch and if you add the cost of you know like funding whatever the new Mourinho regime is going to be is it the same amount of money or is it is it less you know I don't know because it was soon as it, it, that said that he's told the party line yeah I remember he's told, article, he's told, yeah. yeah I remember you I remember you reading that uh, reading that out in a previous one he said he's Pochettino's told the line yeah. for five years and it's now time for him and, to and, and, and Carragher came out and said, yeah. said sort of similar sort of things he said like Four years of consistently finishing in the top four, getting us to be taken seriously 
you know, none of this sort of Spursy stuff. Consistently outperforming Arsenal, you know, that, that's all Potter's work. Yeah. Potter's responsible for that. Great. And great. That, for that reason, I, I think he'll always be loved. Yeah, he'll always be loved. Um, so you're, so go ahead. Also, um, it'll be interesting to see that Amazon thing because yeah. um, to see if there were in negotiations um, with uh, yeah. a manager for how long yeah. while I'm not Potch sure was we'll in see, the job. Uh, I'm not sure we'll see that warts and all but mm. possibly it'll be, it's going to be an absolute blockbuster when it, it comes might be out heavily, heavily. yeah exactly <laughs> that's going to be like a weekly series sure. oh, it's going to be a weekly screening of the yeah, cinema or something it's going to be like fantastic I'm really looking forward to it and uh, Matt last what, what are you how do you sort of see yeah. are we top four why not why not I think uh, have we got a top four selection of players compared with the other teams definitely yeah I think so I think so um, Chelsea, I think you know, I think Chelsea will drop away, or at least have a you know they've had. I mean, look at there, they've won four out of the last five, and that you know that defeat was to City. That's not going to continue forever. Uh, Leicester are a good side, and haven't got as you say kind of you know European football, but I think the players are good enough, and I think what Casper said about the games coming up, you know, if we get results against. We've got a couple of good games. We've got quite good fixtures over Christmas. Wolves, Chelsea and United are tough, but they're all above us. And if we come through them unscathed, then we're back in the mix. And to be honest, the league this year is insane. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, you look kind of, Liverpool are kind of streets ahead really in terms of, you know, kind of goal scored and haven't lost a game. But everyone else is beating each other. So if you put a run together, as Chelsea have recently, you know, Chelsea were mid-table. Now they're seven points clear in the Champions League spot. So, And I think the league is going to continue to be topsy-turvy you're this season. Bonkers. It's funny, looking at our table, you're actually looking at another, like it's called, another Leicester season. It's like the Leicester except, season. It's like the Leicester season, except Liverpool are just... Like just Wrong streets way. ahead, but um, if Liverpool if Liverpool weren't weren't what they are now, you'd have Leicester top of the league again. You'd have another another one of these ridiculous. Seasons. I remember West Ham were challenging for the top four that year, weren't they? Yeah. And it was just something. Southampton Southampton might have finished in the top six that year. I think. Yeah, I think wow. they got you Southampton up that year, uh, West Ham seventh. But in the so it's got season, it's got a similar look to it. In yeah. the Leicester season, except uh, Liverpool, uh, just United, ridiculous. Arsenal, Chelsea were particularly poor. During that, Man City hadn't really had a little kind of. Man City, Guardiola and Klopp hadn't quite clicked yet. Yeah, sorry, yeah. No, no, go Um, on. And Chelsea are the image now of us back then. Yes. With the young British team. Yes. So there's lots of similarities there. Yeah, there is, there is. So so I'm actually going to go, no, I don't think we will be top top four, but. I'm going to go no because uh, Ricky's not here and I'm going to be Mr Glass half full because Ricky's <laughs> not here and we'll qualify via winning the Champions League anyway oh, obviously, so, obviously you know, it's that, all, that, that, that it's all good be Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be unbelievable well I think that sort of wraps up our journey through um, the most turbulent possibly week in your Spurs supporting history Casper for us older ones obviously we've seen uh, seen it all before possibly not as dramatic as it has been the last week but 
So Matt, I'm glad uh, you've you've come in, and hopefully you can join Pleasure. us again. It's been really good enjoyed to, it. Good to see Thank you, you here. Me. Um, it's good to have someone from uh, the PR business when we've got the master of PR at, uh, certainly uh, have. at the certainly helm have. of our club now. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming along, um, and thanks for everyone for listening to the year ends in one. Um, please comment and share with your friends. Um, if you've any topics you'd like us to cover, let us know via our social media channels. But um, once again, I hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, thanks for joining us. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.